It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the combined crew of blindandroidusers.com and accessibleandroid.com. Now kick back and enjoy another fine episode from these Android fanboys and gals as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here's your crew. Hello and welcome to episode 123 of the Blind Android Users Podcast. We're recording today on April the 15th, 2023. I'm Warren Carr alongside with my co-hosts. I got Karen, the pretty one, hiding somewhere there. We were waiting for her. Nice to have you in, Karen. Austin Pinto, Doug Cameron, John Dyer, Sally Kundas, and a very special guest from Light on Devs, developer of Telelight. Coming up, we have the Android Basics, the Spotlight, where we talk with our guest, and then we conclude today's episode with a tip of the week from Ed. Cam, let's begin with you, my man. What's going on with you guys? Uh, are you guys observing the kind of weather we're having here uh, up and down, you know, snow and all of that? Oh, hell no. It's um, The snow is pretty much completely gone. There's only a little bit now remaining in our river valley. Um, for the most part, we're sitting in the low to mid teens for celsius so i believe that sits anywhere between about uh 60 and about 75 fahrenheit uh yeah it's been pretty nice out here so this weekend just doing some housework next weekend it's time for yard cleanups so it's not too too bad talking about yard cleanup yesterday we had such a wonderful uh, weather out there and you know my wife and i were sitting out there and i'm like oh my gosh look at the lilacs uh, starting to bloom and then you have this uh, little snow that comes in and and i'm like gosh it's almost time for that yard work again and then today you know it's all gloomy and i'm glad i'm indoors doing uh the podcast and i'm not out there so karen what's going on at your end are you Eating some good food. What's going on, my dear? Hello. Actually, here we are famous for our food. So sure, I'm eating good food. And That's what I'm looking weather. for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. And uh, actually, we were having rain this week. So it was a rainy week. But the temperature is considered moderate. So yeah, everything is cool. Wonderful. Austin, what's going on? Are you still hot? You know, Austin is becoming the hot thing, you know. But what's going on? Yeah, I'm still hot. Mumbai is boiling this week, but then <laughs> it rained in some parts. Now it has become a little pleasant, I can say. A little less hot. So, yeah, we, we'll be hot till at least June, mid-June or something. But another nice thing is and another thing is that I won't be in the podcast next week because we have an occasion in the family and I think Warren will tell you more about it. So in other words, Austin is getting married. Nah, not Austin, but Austin's brothers getting married and congratulations to the young people, uh, your brother who is getting married. And even though we're not going to be able to be with you guys, but maybe you could record a few clips of that uh, ceremony and 
we could maybe, with your permission or your brother's permission, uh, maybe play a little snippet of that, especially the I do part. We have a very, I, a very important question here. Go ahead, Doc. Seven days, Austin? Is it a seven-day event or is it a three-day event? What's a seven-day and a three-day? It's a one-day event. My buddy Nikhil had a... It was either three or seven day wedding. Well, yeah, in the in the if you are not Catholic, then it's a long, very long event. Oh damn, son, you're missing. So, but you guys are Catholic, so you're not doing all yeah. that. Lots of the traditional it's stuff. A, it's so a two great. days. It's a two day event actually, not a full two days, but it's like a two day, one and a half day, one and a quarter day event. Damn. And all those two days is a lot of food, right? Because th that's the part I like. Yeah, a lot of food and drinks. <laughs> Thank you. John, what's going on, my man? Hey, I'm doing good. It's it's good to be back. Um, I only missed a couple weeks, but it seems like a lot longer to me. It's been a long two weeks. Um, last Saturday was my wife's birthday and my son's birthday. They have the same day. He turned three, she turned 40. So that was a big weekend last weekend. But the you weather is hopefully. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, but the weather's, I think it's warm for good now. Um, at least I hope so because I went up in the attic and adjusted my dampers on my HVAC system to, uh, you know, I basically converted it into a summer mode because my house, it gets hot upstairs in the summer, cold downstairs, or hot upstairs in the winter, cold downstairs in the summer if I don't go fiddle with that stuff up in the attic. So hopefully I timed it right. You guys had a wonderful time during the birthday celebrations. Yeah, everything went good. Lots of food and... Uh... You know, all that cake, uh, I think that's what people like the most. I mean, I happen to be one of those, though, that really don't care about cakes. But uh, I like the food. That's usually yeah, my I, most important part. I did, same here. I did not have cake at either event, but I definitely ate a lot. No room for cake, I guess. Wonderful. It makes two of us. All right, Sally, it's your turn, my man. And thank you so much, uh, most importantly, for inviting our guest. Now, what's going on with you? Um, is it still raining there in, in Turkey? In Turkey, the weekdays were rainy, but this Saturday is like 22 degrees Celsius. We are having a really sunny day. And yeah, it's quite interesting today. I uh, wasn't expecting such a sunny day and enjoying this one. Yeah, I'm glad to have a sun here, the devs from Lights and Dales. It was a really nice one. And I think there's just only one week left for Eid, is it correct? Yeah, only a couple of days and then the Ramadan is over. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got the big feast. Yeah. It's the party time, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I love that party time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is Android Basics, in which we bring you up to date on the things that you should know to use your Android phone. We move on now to the Android Basics segment, and this week we're talking about the Android 14 beta, the very first beta that just dropped on Wednesday. Was that Wednesday? I think I'm right, right? Does anyone remember? 
Yeah, I think it was Wednesday. Yeah. So we got this beta, and that's what we're talking about today. Not much, though, in the way of uh, any change. Usually, you know, um, the beta is usually fixing things from, you know, developer previews and adding other things that were hidden. However, I think if we talk about features, usually I'm looking for uh, things relating to those of us, you know, with accessibility needs. And uh, frankly, I haven't seen anything new necessarily. John, did you see anything new with respect to accessibility? No, nothing new. Um, and all the bugs I was noticing before are still there. So it's very similar to the developer preview. Um, so, but we have a lot more betas. So, you know, what is it? Three more or four more before the final? We got three more, May, June, and July. Now, talking about problems that I saw or, you know, that I've observed so far, though, um, I think the most annoying one for me, though, was the one that got brought in with DP2. And that was the one I mentioned here when we talked about it. That's the one that says that com.android.qns has stopped. And that I was hoping, though, that it would be fixed with the beta drop, but it has not. And then I figured out, I dug and dug through it, and I realized that that problem is being caused by cellular connectivity. If you don't have a SIM card in there, you are good. Uh, another thing that I found was that for some odd reason, it kept changing my time zone. Every time I try to reset it, it puts me on Eastern time zone for some reason. And I don't know why that is. But uh, that's the, the problem, especially with that uh, QNS has stopped working. It's a bit, very bad um, bug. And I hope that Google fixes that with a little update or maybe the next beta. With respect to some new things, though, uh, Austin, there was something that you and I were seeing in DP2 that was a little bit unexplainable. You know, like, for example, if someone calls you on regular phone or on Duo, we were seeing that that thing was showing a notification but was not showing as a full uh, screen um, notification. So what was going on, though, I have found out, was that there was a feature that Google had rolled out during that DP2, and it basically uh, was placing your calls in the notifications. But now in the beta one, if you go into apps and then go into spatial access and move all the way down to where it says manage uh, full screen intents, there you can choose to whether have your app take the whole screen when you have such a notification, for example, if someone calls you on the phone or if someone calls you on Duo or whatever. I keep calling it Duo. Duo is gone. Google Meet or WhatsApp or Telegram. You could choose to not have it take the whole screen. And that's what was going on. But now we have that by default, they were all on full screen. But if you don't like that, then you can uh, you know, just to not make it so. Let me navigate now to that segment so I show you what I'm talking about. Unlocked. Special app access. Device and app. So here I am in my 
system settings and I have already moved to apps and then special apps. Uh, and now here's what I'm talking about. It says, Manage full screen intents, 18 of 19. So if you go in here, Settings, search, but by default, all of them are set to show full screen. Um, and you can just tap on it and change it. Because, for example, clock allowed in list, fight electric allowed. So, as you can see, all the apps are allowed. So, if Ring you don't Central, allowed, if you don't want it, Skype allowed, you tap Skype. 8.95.0.412 out of list. On, allow apps to send full screen intents. Switch. And there's that switch there to the right in the middle on the right edge of the phone, and you can turn that off. So if you don't want to see that full uh, screen notification of these apps, in other words, if I call you on Skype and you don't want the whole thing taking on your screen, you can go in here and turn it off. And so that's the one positive that I saw that has come from this uh, beta one that we have uh, something to talk about. And then um, the uh, black uh, notification bar or rather the search bar, uh, like if you are in an app, for example, and you have like a little uh, Google search bar, you know, showing there. Now they've made that to be transparent. So that it kind of, uh, if even if the app doesn't support like a dynamic whatever, so it becomes transparent. So it's not hiding anything that is coming from that native app. So those are probably two of the positive things that have come through. And also the uh, when you go back with your gesture, the back gesture, that's a visual thing. We don't have TalkBack saying anything because we don't have a new TalkBack uh, in this new um, beta and it's one of the things that I was not very happy about. But I noticed though that when I hooked up my charging cable, uh, like a very lame charging cable, it tells me, hey, you know, this uh, cord is not very good or, you know, it's not delivering enough power and you can see it there in the notification. So that's something new that I saw. Um, in there. So that's some of the things that I've observed. John, you saw anything else besides the bugs that, you know, have persisted? No. Um, like you, I was looking forward to the possibility of a new version of TalkBack, but I guess they're skipping that this year, at least for the first beta. I mean, maybe we'll get one in a later beta, but don't they usually release some um, with the first beta? So here's how the tradition has been. The tradition has been that the first developer preview usually comes with a new talkback. And the only time that Google broke this tradition was back in uh, 2022 with the first developer preview of Android 13. There was none until the very first beta of Android 13, and I was thinking that maybe they were going to follow the same uh, tradition and bringing us a new talkback with the first beta in Android 14. But no, they didn't. So maybe in beta 2, or maybe beta 3, or who knows, we may not even see it till the final release, and uh, we'll just wait it out and see what happens. Yep, only time will tell. Only time will tell. 
Austin, did you see anything in here that you want to talk about uh, besides the problems that we have? Of course, you know, now and then I notice also that though it will, uh, if you are hearing your talkback saying talkback is on, what I've observed is that my system actually does like a halfway reboot. It's kind of like it like a looping boot, if you if you will. It's like it's trying to shut down and then comes back on. And that's when you hear that talkback is on. Um, and then it asks you now to, you know, uh, you know, enter your pin again. It is very annoying. Um, and I was hoping that would be fixed with the beta, but it hasn't. So if you don't uh, need the beta for now, frankly, probably it's not a good thing to jump into it. If you have only one phone and you're relying on that, maybe it's not a good idea to jump onto the beta until maybe beta two if things have improved. But if you don't mind this box, then you can go ahead and jump in. Yeah, and if you are one of the brave souls who uses it, make sure to report feedback. It's, it's really easy. There's going to be an app in your app drawer called Feedback, and it's pretty accessible. And it's pretty straightforward how you can submit the feedback. It'll take error reports from your phone. Um, you can describe the issue. You can submit a screen recording if you want to. So it's very important because, you know, that's why we test the betas because we want these things to be fixed by the time it's released. So keep that in mind. Thank you so much, John. This is the Spotlight segment. Stay tuned for premium interviews, device unboxing, and more. We now move on to our Spotlight segment, and today we're spotlighting on light on devs, and especially focusing on the Telegram client. And I'm so proud to announce that this is the very first accessible Telegram client, and we're talking about Telelight. We have our guest here from Light on Devs, and we do want to welcome you. Sally, would you want to welcome him because you've known him longer than any of us has? And so let me see that to you to welcome our guest. I would like to say welcome uh, the developer from Light on Devs, developing Telegram, the first and the most accessible Telegram client for Android. So welcome aboard. How are you? Thank you, Sole. Uh, we, uh, we've been meeting each other, uh, actually virtually, during uh, the podcast that Sole and uh, their friends had. And I'm, I'm really glad that uh, you invited me here also to talk about Telelite and other projects that Light and Debs have and may have in the future. Thanks. So before we start, I'd like to say that uh, Light and Deus, the guys from Light and Deus are giving away one month free subscription for whoever install our app Accessible Android. So just go ahead on Google Play Store, install Accessible Android, and find a post that says Get one month free for Telelight and fill the form and you will get your redemption code. And over to you, Warren. Thank you so much for that nice gesture from you there, you guys from Light on Devs. We're so thankful that you're actually giving our people or our listeners 
uh, a free trial, one month free. So guys, if you want to try this before you subscribe to it, this is your opportunity. And we're so thankful you guys for doing this. Let's go ahead now. I have a burning question and uh, probably being the historian, I always like, you know, historical background. So go ahead and tell us what led you guys to developing Telelide in the first place? Uh, were you not satisfied with what was going on out there? Because you guys have been uh, in the field for quite a while now. And so take us down that history uh, memory lane as to what led you to developing Telelite. Thank you. So just to mention where it all started, it was uh, 2018, yes, I guess. And uh, back then, the, the Telegram app, the, the official client, was not uh, accessible at all, even the menus, even small part of the name, even the app's name itself, I guess, it, it was not read by the talkback. So we were approached by uh, a, a group of users, a group of visually impaired users, actually, uh, they, they were based on internet. I mean, we were approached uh, virtually and by some local ones. Uh, also, and we found out that there are many users uh, around the globe that they they suffer this problem that the tel the Telegram client is not accessible at all. So uh, we found uh, petitions that 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 were written to uh, the, the door of the CEO of the tele Telegram uh, from users uh, coming from. Uh, Spain, Germany, Iraq, a lot of uh, places, uh, Ukraine, um, Russia, a lot of places in the world. So we saw that it's uh, it's 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 really a big deal, a big problem, uh, affecting many users. Uh, and we also saw some uh, business opportunities in this. So we started the we started the development. It was just three or four months before we could announce that we have reached the the, the, the technology the, uh, the the design and process needed to make the app accessible make it completely accessible uh, we, we were just giving away demos uh, uh, not installable demos just uh, audio demos of the parts of the app that 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 were working uh, we, we were doing it for uh, one demo a week or or one demo per two weeks like this. And after three to four months, we started implementing, uh, we started gathering all the parts together. And uh, within two months, I guess, we uh, made the first uh, installable demo ready. Uh, uh, it, that was it. It was published. Uh, at first, it was published outside of uh, Google Play Store or any Android stores because users had many problems. Users uh, had many problems uh, with uh, doing, uh, doing doing the payments. Uh, there were captures all over the 
all over the Android market. So uh, they were kind of, uh, it, it was kind of easy for them to do the payments. Also, some users did not have access to uh, payment methods for Google Play in their country, especially I, I, I remember that India, they they were really impressed. They, they were really, uh, they, they really wanted to install and use the app and even they, they were even ready to buy the app. But uh, back then it was not, uh, the, the payment methods, the payment methods were not that good in India. So uh, it, it was published outside by uh, giving the official APK in our website, uh, doing updates that way, the similar way, I mean. Uh, it was um, nearly one year ago that we decided to move to Google Play Store because the uh, payment methods accessibility were, uh, they, they were made better for users in parts of the world. Uh, that that's the whole story, yeah, compact form. Thank you so much. Now let's talk about some of the features that make this actually stand out uh, apart from the uh, official Telegram client. Uh, what are some of the benefits that one gets when they install Telelite? Uh, okay, so at first in, in two thousand and eighteen, we just. Focusing, we were just focusing on, on making the app access, making the app itself accessible, the, the Telegram itself accessible because it was not accessible at all. Uh, but, but by some uh, a few months, we realized that users are expecting more from Telelite. Uh, so, but uh, let me tell you this one: that even now that we are speaking. Uh, making all parts of the Telegram accessible is a challenge. Still, it's still a challenge because uh, t t Telegram, they are, uh, they're, they're adding features, uh, especially these, these days, these months, are they're, they're adding features uh, more than any time. So, uh, there are always some parts, some UI elements, some uh, some some workflows, uh, some labels that have been remained uh, that that have not made accessible by the Telegram team. So uh, we are uh, so so one of our main focuses still in 2023 is to uh, make all the details of the app accessible. So it's still uh, it's still a value provided for users who want to have all all the details, all small parts of their app accessible. Other things that we've done, uh, we have created, uh, uh, we have we have created an alternative form of design for uh, for, for reading. The, for reading text, for reading menus, uh, and by mean, by that I mean uh, we have uh, we have made some polls for users, and we understood that they, they they're, they're not uh, they're, they're not very satisfied with the way that Telegram works 
regarding uh, regarding uh, sw swiping the messages and reading them because uh, the way the telegram does this is just like whatsapp it, it they it, they make the part they they break down the message to many separate parts and you should swipe uh, on, all, on all of them, but we found that it makes it uh, harder for users to do quick swiping, to, uh, to to be fast in the application and to navigate fastly. So we uh, we came with uh, uh, a novel kind of design that uh, we make all of the message, uh, the whole message one swipe. You can uh, by, by swiping you can move between. Uh, a message uh, to another one, but you have also uh, options in in your long press menu to, uh, to 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 access the specific parts of the uh, of that message, which may be uh, interesting for you. Uh, you may want to click on them. You may want to copy them. For example, in a, in a message, you have mentions. You have links. You have uh, buttons for polls. If there are, if the message type is poll, you have buttons for bots. You have many types of messages that may have specific part parts that that uh, should be clicked separately. We have made them accessible in of a long press menu. Another uh, a notable feature we made uh, was kind of again a kind of an alternative design that. Uh, let the users to decide which parts of the message uh, and in which uh, uh, sequential form should be should should be read by the talkback. I mean, uh, in which order? I mean, uh, because uh, again, if you uh, think of the Telegram's uh, official design, it, the message are separated to uh, many parts, and they are read just by the order that they're shown on the screen. Uh, we realize that users sometimes don't want to, uh, they, they may don't want to um, uh, read the dates of the message, read the subject of the message. They, they may be interested in the, uh, the body of the, the, the textual body of the message alone. Uh, so we made this. Uh, so we made two menus, which is customized messages and customized chats. Uh, this, the same problem exists for the list of the chats. The, in in the main page, you see the list of the channels, groups, and private chats you have. Uh, you may, if if you navigate through the official Telegram app, you you will. It will read all the details of each chat for you, each uh, chat element in the list for you. The users may not be interested in all of them. For example, uh, they may not be interested in the last time, uh, uh, and the time that the last message was sent on that chat. So, uh, by these two menus, we separated all these parts. Although the text message is read in a whole by TalkBack, but we let the users, in these menus, we let the users to choose which part they want TalkBack uh, to read. Uh, they can turn it on or off, and they can change the order. For example, they want to, uh, they want the date to be read at first, but last. Uh, 
Uh, we have implemented professional microphone. They can uh, do some triggering to the voice when uh, recording voices. Uh, we have implemented professional audio controls. They have, uh, they can uh, more precisely, they can choose how, uh, how how fast they want to they want the text or they want they want the music or the voice to be fast forwarded or to be uh, fast backwarded so uh, they, they can choose by more options how uh, how much they want the uh, music or audio to be skipped uh, and that's it we have increased the number of accounts they want to have they, they, they can have on the telegram it's now three in the original client, it may have an increase to four or five, and I, I, I don't know exactly now, but we have, we let the users to have up to 10 accounts on one client, uh, and that's it. The, the, the list, it's so much, I, I just tried to- uh, Yeah, I understand. top ones for you. Yeah, there's one thing that though always bugs me with Telegram, and I'm not sure if you guys have addressed this problem. And that has to do with granular uh, reading of a message. For example, let's say Austin sent me a message and I have read it. And I want to read that uh, message maybe word by word or line by line. With the official Telegram client, I cannot do that. Is that a possibility with Telelite or not? Uh, as I remember, yes, it should be. Uh, it's one of the features I implemented myself, as I remember. Uh, actually, it should be a, a, a feature present in all the texts uh, in, in the Android OS. So you should you should have all these. I mean, it's uh, it's an OS level control that you should have to. Uh, you should have the uh, possibility to choose between uh, reading by lines or reading by words and they were for some reason they were uh, became inaccessible in the official telegram so we made them accessible again uh, yes that is present if I'm not mistaken you should check it yourself uh, and we will check it ourselves also and if, if you find any because they are spread in all Parts of the program, and we should uh, just make them accessible uh, one by one. So, uh, if uh, the users find any place that uh, the the the, uh, the the possibility is not there, they can just uh, comment us, and we will fix it in the next updates. And I will let my other um, co-hosts ask, but uh, how about secret chat? Because John and I we're trying to do a secret chat on the official Telegram client. And John, you remember that thing worked? I don't think it worked. Did it work? It, it didn't did not work. work on, we tried Nicogram and that's where we got it to work, but it did not work for us in the official Telegram client. That's right. I, I asked you to try it on Telelight because we have tried and, and it is working okay on our side. Uh, we are not, uh, let me say this, we are not just throwing some updates, uh, throwing some features and, uh, and doing some modifications and making an update. Each update is going through uh, a, a, a very uh, 
large amount of uh, a, a high number of people actually for example uh, let's say the exact number in other group yes we have we have exactly 10 people testing the application uh, in the inside level when it's still developing so after that we have two release channels a beta channel and uh, actually we have uh, yes we have two channels a beta channel and a production channel the beta channel is for all users they can they can join it they can test the uh, beta version of the application so uh, at first we implement the uh, features we implement uh, we, we fix the bugs we find in each version we then we test it internally uh, like four or five people we test it internally and thoroughly we uh, with uh, as much as precision we can then we give it to other tester testers group internal testers group around 10 people they're just they, they just dig every part of the application every detail there they do secret chats they do video chats they do uh the voice calls video calls a, a, any kind of feature that may not even be uh useful for visually impaired persons but we want all the all parts of the application to function correctly then it goes to our beta channel and all users who have joined it can test it and report bugs and then after uh at least two weeks to one month that it has been tested by the public it goes to our production channel which is the stable channel uh, so yeah i can <laughs> i can guarantee that all parts are, are being tested uh, in, in different levels and for many times before reaching the production level but again some bugs may remain that's where the users can the, even the production users who 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 do not dare to <laughs> join the beta one then they can report it and we will sure fix it in the next version john here uh, i had a comment for you and a question first i want to say i'm glad you mentioned earlier um how you can adjust what is read in each message um depending on what you want to hear and how you, how it's by default set one swipe between messages. Because the question we get a lot, and especially from users that are coming from iOS, is they don't necessarily understand at first when they're swiping through groups that there's a node for the message, and then following that, there's a node that's a snippet of a reply. So they think they're jumping all over the... Um, conversation and they think their messages are being cut off when it's just reading that snippet part. So I think it's great that by default you have all that in one swipe. I think it makes it a lot less confusing for new users. So I'm glad you're doing that. And then the question I had for you is I wanted to know if you guys are supporting topics in groups yet because that's something Telegram has implemented recently and they didn't do a great job on it, in my opinion. I mean, it's it's usable, but I wouldn't call it accessible because it's a little confusing and there's a couple of unlabeled buttons and stuff. So I'm just curious if you guys have gotten topics to work in groups or if, if that's something you're currently working on. Uh, okay, so on, uh, uh, at first, thank you for... Uh, 
for admiring the <laughs> features of swiping with uh, swiping the message with one swipe because it's you know it's kind kind of a logical issue. I I I completely get what you mean uh, because when you break down the message and swipe by by parts. Uh, it's clear that uh, each message does not have a constant number of parts, so the, the number of parts are dynamic and, and, and the user may get lost and, and may think that he's swiping other messages while he's actually in the same message. Yeah, it was of a design from the first version that we released back in 2018. Uh, still remains the same. We have been under a lot of pressure to change it to the the, the, the default a telegram design but uh, it, it was not the thing that users wanted so we, we kept it this way uh, about the topics yes it was introduced i i wish i had the exact numbers of the versions and exact names of the versions so i could tell you it was just two versions ago, I think, two or three versions ago, that Telegram introduced these topics, and it was uh, at first at, at first version, it was completely inaccessible. We we were not ready to move to the uh, to the uh, then Telegram released another version, which was to some degree accessible to some degrees, but we, we were not ready to move our production. Uh, channel to that version so we just borrowed those features those source codes that that were making the uh the, the topics accessible and brought them to our base source code uh, uh, of a uh, current source code and made uh, uh, made the topics accessible but it was also one or two versions ago for us so right now as we are speaking of a production level has reached the version which uh, which telegram made them uh, made topics accessible uh, as much as they are pleased with and we also have made other accessibility uh, corrections to, to, to that part i remember uh, i should find the exact notes notes to tell you which parts we have made uh, access, accessible ex extra to the telegram but yes we have worked on that and the basic basic functionality is there you can uh, use it one crucial part was still inaccessible and we made it accessible it, it should be in our notes users can uh, reach to our google play page and look through the uh, change log, it, they, they will find, find it there. All right, sounds good, thanks. So I have questions. The first thing is, I had bought a subscription of the app. I think uh, 2019 or maybe before 2020, that time the app was not in the Play Store. And in India, we had to buy the subscription from sellers. It was for about 3 to $4 that time. So I still have the license key. So now that the app is on the Play Store, what do I need to do or do I need to re-purchase the subscription? My other question is, does Telelight have a app for Windows desktops? Because uh, always when I call Warren or mostly someone on Telegram and the screensaver comes, if I, if I close the screen of the laptop, the voice just disappears. 
So about your first question, yes, when we were selling the application outside of Google Play, uh, we had uh, resellers. We, we had a reseller program and we had resellers in different countries, especially in India. Uh, so we have not uh, revoked any of those licenses that we've sold before Google Play. They're all steered there because we have sold them with uh, su such that uh, they, they will be uh, permanent licenses. But we had a, a, a minimum guarantee time on uh, how long will we, uh, how long we will update the application. And as I remember, in our last update, the the number was 10 months, I guess. So after 10 months, we uh, we quitted updating the app, but the license should work as long as the, 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 the version of the client you have is working with Telegram servers. The problem is that the Telegram itself is uh, it's abandoning its uh, just uh, uh, discouraging users to use the old versions and in some point it's completely uh, disables their functionality so I guess all old versions that we were uh, our, that that our, uh, our last source code was based on I guess they are now all out of functioning but if you you find some version that's working you can use the license with that for going on with uh, the uh, Google Play version, you have to subscribe through the Google Play, and unfortunately, uh, nothing is transferable here because of the mechanism that the Google Play works. But uh, anyways, no licenses would have even uh, remained to transfer because we, uh, we just did the 10 month guarantee that we promised for our last version. Uh, I guess it, it was like one, one and a half year after that, uh, after the last version outside of Google Play that we moved onto Google Play. So uh, all the buyers' uh, guarantee time should have expired by the time. Uh, and your second question, I, uh, I, I, I could not exactly understand it. Are you talking about the talkback on Windows platform? Uh, I mean, the yeah, I'm, talking, I'm talking about the Telenet app on Windows. Is there such an app? Uh, we have not made such an app, but uh, it, but there's something. I, I I'm not sure if it's if if it will help. I've just looked into it myself deeply. The Google has uh, it has made the Play Store available on their Chromebooks. Uh, on the Chromebook laptops, and it's in in newsletters that it sends to developers and such. It's uh, promoting that it will be uh, do this. It it will do the same thing to a Windows platform. I guess right now we have something available there for some of the apps. I, I'm not sure. I've not looked into it, but there's some opportunities in. in now or maybe in the future that you can use the same android version 
the, the same Android version of your uh, on your Windows laptop. But for developing the, the native application on Windows, we have no such program yet because of a whole team, even the parts that are working on the cited applications or games, all of them are currently focused on the mobile platforms. So I have a few questions. Uh, the first one is about reactions. You know that in Telegram, the official client, if you hit the expand button in, when you are selecting reactions, all the reactions will not be accessible until the user chooses one. So is this accessible in the telelight? This is my first question. The second one is related to subscri subscription plans. Uh, what are the subscription plans, the prices and stuff? And uh, my last question is about support. There's a problem in the applications which are, which are specific to blind people that usually features take time to be implemented. So this is compared to mainstream applications. Is this available or you are doing like trying to be uh, releasing features on time? So people wait for years before a feature will be implemented. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Yes, I got all the questions, but uh, I'm kind of forgetting them. <laughs> the first one, uh, the first one was about uh, reactions. Yes, reactions. Okay, so about the reactions, uh, there are some points that you should care for when you are uh, speaking about the reactions. Reactions are not, uh, it, all the reactions are not available anywhere. That's, uh, that's a limitation by Telegram, but actually the, the, uh, the possibility that Telegram has made for the admins of the channels or groups to limit the set of reactions which user can use on, on any posts. Uh, so that may be the reason you do not see some of the reactions. But for example, uh, let's suppose that we have a 20 number of reactions available to users. And uh, if you, in this case, if you look at the, uh, if you look at the visual uh, layout of the application of the, tele of the official telegram, uh, because all, because not all of the uh, reactions will, uh, uh, they, they, not all of them could be shown on the screen at once. Not all of the twenty or thirty or whatever. So it's it's kind of a vertical scrolling menu, not menu, a vertical scrolling layout that you should scroll vertically to reach other uh, reactions. Uh, that's so it it should be available by swiping i mean by swiping it, it should auto scroll if the talkback is working correctly we have made uh, a new menu which uh, shows you all the reactions you have access to that the your second question about subscriptions about uh, i uh, as much as i know you are asking about the prices, yes? How yes, much exactly. it is, or uh, so the uh, of a price of a pricing policy is that it is 
uh, it, it follows the general rules that all the subscription apps on Google Play follow, meaning that uh, the price is kind of same in all parts of the world. Um, so it, it is between something between the difference. Uh, I mean, the, the differences are, are uh, so much that uh, you can just ignore them. Uh, the, the price is somewhere between 1.5 to 2 US dollars a month, uh, depending on where you are buying these. Uh, uh, this the subscription because the taxing stuff the uh, the cr exchange rates they are all different and there's nothing we can do about it so uh, with little differences it's uh, in this range of the price that I told you but exception in some countries uh, because of their economy uh, they cannot um, it's not that we are giving some kind of discount for them, but because 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 of the it's because it's for the sake of the business, it's for the sake of the business model, uh, because of their uh, the, the type of economy they have, and uh, by economy I mean uh, the the proportion between the U.S. dollar and their own native currency, local currency. Uh, they are not able to pay these prices. Actually, no one prices. Uh, their applications uh, like that, with, um, like that uh, in those countries. For example, Turkey is an example of that, and some other countries. Uh, the, if you see it, all the applications, all games on on Google Play, even the subscription to uh, to uh, to Telegram Premium is like this. All the games on the Steam platform, uh, even on other platforms, it's uh, it's like that they uh, they, ha they they made some exceptions for some countries, for example Turkey, and not by so much, but uh, they press a little bit different, maybe by 20-30% less than other parts. Um, that's our whole pricing policy, and your, uh, your third question, I again uh, is there is there an annual subscription or just monthly? Uh, it's just monthly. Uh, we are planning to add the annual one because users have requested so much. But uh, it's it requires some uh, technical investigations. So, uh, we have some both technical and, some, uh, and business requirements to to be able to. Uh, implement this so it may take some time but we are just moving towards it and about the support yeah i know that currently it's developing it's an active development uh, but what, what, what yeah, was the case before and after that because you know it's a paid subscription actually uh yeah about the support you know it's it, it the, the, the telegram was the the, the telelite was in active development since 2018. We have not uh, stopped or even paused the development for a long time. But the thing is that uh, the features, especially now that we are on Google Play platform, it's uh, as I said, it's subscription based. We are more 
we, we should be more dedicated uh, in providing the latest version for the users because, because they're uh, paying the subscription fees. Uh, we are already doing this. Uh, I can guarantee you that we are already doing this. Uh, but the thing is that code base for for the official Telegram app is so big. It's, it's a lot of code, actually. It's uh, just literally it's near uh, it's near one uh, one uh, one gigabyte of only data, one gigabyte of only code. Not uh, not even considering the images or the, the, the built libraries or so on. It's nearly one gigabyte of just code, just literally just written code. So the uh, so, so the code base is so large, the functionalities are so diverse, the details are so much that it, it is surely a, a difficult task to maintain this code base for the Telegram itself. Uh, despite their very larger team they have a larger team than us. They have more experience and such. Uh, so, so managing that, and, and we have made a lot of uh, changes to that code. In nearly five years, we have made a lot of changes to that code. So, maintaining all of that, and it, I mean, in the updates, if uh, when a new uh, when a new code when uh, when uh, a new when new commits for the code are pushed to GitHub. And you get them, you see that but even in some old parts of the code which you have made accessible and finished them long long time ago, like two years ago, you see that even those parts are changed sometimes. So maintaining the code, uh, let alone making the new features accessible and such and uh, fixing the bugs. So the thing is that it, it's really a huge work a huge code base, huge huge change of the codes to maintain. So it it will take some time. And but we guarantee that the uh, development is always active. Uh, we have uh, introduced the beta channel so that users can get uh, so we uh, when we reach a, a little bit of uh, confidence that this uh, update is nearly ready. We push it to the beta channel so users can benefit from that uh, earlier than the uh, users of the production channel. We have made all kind of uh, all, all these kind of things to uh, at first to get the bugs from the public users and also to make it uh, to 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 deliver the software to to them as fast as we can, maybe a little bit faster than the production channel. Uh, so that's it. Uh, and it will take some time to reach the production channel. It, it, it will take some time for an update to reach the production channel. We, we, we cannot do much about it, but it's guaranteed that it will make its way, yes, make its way to uh, that level. Great, thank you very much. But just I have one comment regarding the granularity issue which is that usual screen reader users will not have this problem. It's just specific to TalkBack. Thank you. Uh, so it's specific to TalkBack in 
uh, other uh, which which other screen readers do not have this the, this problem uh, the country screen reader or Joshua is working well the, the, you know this chinese one which is popular currently yes. it yes, works well with the, you can read yeah you can read messages with the characters words and stuff but only talkback is having this issue i don't know why actually okay i'm uh, just taking taking note of this and uh, users can also report it to reported to us in comments in Google Play and we'll look into it for next version if there's a problem with I know, talk this, back I, I, yes, I want to clarify. I'm talking about the official telegram actually not the telegram ah, I don't know about telelife but so, we're so, not talking so, about the official one uh, it, it's the same question that uh, your, your friend asked so in telegram we have made it accessible I'm, I'm remembering that I implemented this feature myself we have in telelight I mean we have made it accessible uh, to uh, move by lines, verses, etc. So, just check it, and if it's uh, maybe broken some parts in recent versions, we will fix it. Also, from the previous version on, we are uh, we are also testing the commentary screen reader to some degrees. Uh, for example, it was not working in the uh, I mean, our customized chat or customized messages menu was not working correctly with the commentary. So we made it, we, we fixed that in our latest version. And from uh, for future versions, we will we'll be also testing this screen reader and maybe other ones. So in reality, uh, basically what Karen was doing was she was taking a jab at me as, a talkback, yep. <laughs> as a talkback user saying, hey, you know, that problem that I have wherein I cannot say Karen sends me a message, I cannot granularly uh, read her message with a line by line, word by word, that this is possible with the native uh, Telegram client with the uh, confused screen reader, you know, commentary screen reader. So that's what she was. She was not talking about you, but she's taking a jab at me and I get it. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, so please, Thank our listeners, care. please install commentary if you want to solve the problem or tell a light. <laughs> So I got that. I, I totally got it. Uh, thank you so much uh, uh, for uh, your responses. And we are so thankful that you have made this app available. And now if you're a talkback user like me and you want to be able to read those um, sent messages that you've received and be able to read those messages uh, in a granular uh, manner, then uh, definitely uh, you need to get telelight, and most especially if this thing is being given for up to 30 days uh, for a free trial as a listener to the podcast. Just follow that information that we'll be putting in there in the show notes. Just go ahead and install that accessible Android app, and you will be good to go and uh, be able to have access to telelight for 30 days, and that's a beautiful thing. Can you just tell us a uh some of the projects that light on development is doing in short apart from trail light uh okay yes that's also an interesting part we are uh we were approached by telelight users like two or three years ago when we reached uh, a great 
peak of users. Uh, we were approached by them asking if uh, we do anything about accessible games because they, they were really interested in uh, playing accessible games. And by, by, by research, we understood that there are literally none. There are very few for mobile platforms that literally there's no no ecosystem there. So uh, we we were just thinking about it for for a long time. Uh, it was uh, 2020 that we decided to create uh, a, a demo just to test the. Uh, just just to test if the users are really uh, pleased with these kind of things, we created a game called Accessible 3D Audio Maze Game, which is also in of a uh, of a same developer page. Users can download it from Google Play. Uh, it was nearly two years ago, took 2020 uh, 20 that we uh, made it as a beta game, it, it, not even a beta, it was just a demo with one level, one, one playable level, which users could test it and just comment that if they, they like it. We got uh, a really nice feedback, especially from uh, some local users uh, like, like, like Spain. Uh, we got uh, like three or four thousand downloads from Spanish people, Spanish community of visually impaired, and they really liked the game. They uh, made a lot of feedbacks, uh, just just asking for more levels. Just uh, it, it, it it was really interesting for us that they were satisfied by the quality. They were just asking because as, did, as I said, literally there are no uh, serious games uh, for. Uh, visually impaired users on Android. So uh, a, a little bit of quality uh, just satisfies them. Uh, it's really uh, an interesting uh, area of uh, both uh, technical work and both by the uh, business perspective to approach. So we uh, made an update and launched this game into first production version on October 2020, uh, 2022, some months ago, actually. That's not a, less than a year ago. And it was, again, uh, very well uh, satisfied the users. So we, other projects, uh, so, so I'm saying this because uh, I wanted to clarify that our main focus, uh, because of our main focus in cited uh, part of the things is games. Currently, we are uh, creating games for sighted people. We just wanted to take this opportunity for uh, visually impaired users and move uh, move to this section of work. And uh, possible future updates or new works, they will be probably, I, I cannot say for sure, but they will probably be in uh, games section. So 
we are uh, just uh, welcoming any opinions, any designs, any uh, ideas about which types of games uh, we should make uh, for visually impaired users. You can, uh, they, they, users can reach out uh, in other comment sections. The, the comment section of the uh, accessible 3D audio maze game is actually a, a great place to uh, to say your suggestions and ideas. We both get comments for this application and better attention from uh, we get better attention for uh, from, from visually impaired users, and it helps the uh, game to be seen. And also, uh, we get the idea and we can act on it. That's it. Thank you so much for coming on today and talking about Telelight, something we've been wanting to talk about. And most especially, we do have people on both our email and Telegram groups that actually use Telelight and have been using that for quite a while now. And so great to finally get to talk to you. And uh, besides the uh, access to you guys via the app or via your contact on the um, Play Store page. Uh, is there another way th that you would like people to get hold of you or all this that we have already is sufficient? In other words, if someone wants to send you a question, they could just go to the Play Store, go to your web page there or your contact page there and click on that expanding the uh, contact section and they could either send you an email and things like that. Is that... Um, the way that we say people should just go ahead and contact you, should they have a need uh, besides contacting you via the app? Uh, yes, we have other forms too. Uh, for uh, for doing any suggestions or reporting any issues on the, on the applications or game that has been published on the Google Play, the best place is in comments because we, we review all of them uh, we respond to all of them. Uh, they're they're taking they're 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 taken very seriously. They're entered into of a uh, of a they they enter a, a, a part of our workflow and they go through reviews by our developers, our designers. Uh, but if any other kind of issue that's not uh, that, that does not fit into that category, they can uh, just uh, contact us via of a uh, Twitter, uh, which uh, the, the link for is in our website. Also, we have a YouTube channel. It's that uh, the link is also on our website, telelight.me, uh, telelight.me slash en. And also, they can contact us on Telegram by of a support ID, which is telelight underline support at sign telelight under the support and also they can contact our uh, telelight uh, bot uh, which is specifically uh, is specifically dedicated to uh, the issues that users may have with uh, purchasing telelight or uh, for reporting bugs uh, the id for the bot is at sign telelight bot uh, as a whole, no spaces. That's not a light, but uh, that's that's it. 
Thank you so much again for coming. And I am sure that we will have people subscribing to uh, Telelight. Most especially, people should take advantage of this and uh, give it a try since you have 30 days to try it. I think it's a good uh, gesture. And so if you're listening to us, take advantage of this and check out uh, Telelight. And we want you to say thanks to the um, other members of your team uh, for working hard in making sure that we have an accessible Telegram uh, client. We are so thankful. Uh, thank you too. Uh, I want to thank all the all the team members, uh, especially Saleh, who introduced uh, this introduced us to your podcast and introduced you to us. Uh, I just checked your uh, YouTube, your podcast. Uh, they they're all amazing. The uh, it seems that uh, they they will get more attention uh, in the new in the near future, hopefully. Uh, thank you for having me, and uh, I encourage all the users to uh, take this opportunity and get the uh, one-month free subscription of Telelight. Thanks. Thank you. Coming up next is the tip of the week. Stay tuned for tips, tricks, and more about Android. We now move on to our next segment, and we're talking about the tip of the week. And Ed, standing by, even though he's not here, busy in that pop of his, uh, <laughs> whatever. Uh, Ed is not with us here today, as you can tell, but he does have a tip of the week, most especially for those of you guys in the UK. And it has to do with the new alert system that you guys have gotten. And so here's Ed demonstrating that new alert system, emergency system that you guys have in the UK. Hello everyone, I'm Ed Green and I'm here with a tip of the week about emergency alerts. And I'm doing this now because the UK is rolling out an emergency alert system which it's going to test on Sunday the 23rd of April at 3pm. Now this already exists uh, in countries like Canada, I think in the US, and it's designed to notify mobile phone, cell phone, uh, cell phone owners of risks or threat to life. The UK uses examples like fire or flooding or other severe weather events when they might notify people in a locality uh, that their life is in danger. And they'll do it uh, through sending an alert to a mobile phone. And this alert is going to sound something like this. That's taken from uh, the government video, so I assume that's the sound they're going to use. And the thing about this is all your phone needs to be is connected to a 4G or 5G network. It doesn't need to have mobile data. It doesn't need to have Wi-Fi. And this thing is going to sound even if your phone is on silent or is in do not disturb. The only way your phone won't sound is either if it's turned off uh, if emergency alerts aren't supported, they are on phones running Android 11 and above, and maybe on certain models running Android 10. 
it won't sound if you're in airplane mode because you're not connected to uh, a cell tower or mobile phone masts and if you disable emergency alerts in settings. Now, as I say, it will be fairly localised when it uh, happens for real because it'll notify people connected to the mobile phone masts in a certain area so location services don't come into play. So if you're in an area susceptible or that has experienced flooding where there's a risk to life, they may issue an alert. Now, this test on the 23rd of April at 3pm is going to be national. And I absolutely always recommend that you leave emergency alerts enabled. Uh, Clearly, they're not going to be issued very often. uh, And it will be, as I've said a couple of times, only when there's an actual threat to life. But I am going to show you how to disable them. You are supposed to be able to swipe these alerts away once you've seen them. But obviously that's quite a loud sound and TalkBack users may not be able to. I don't know if that audio will be lowered. Will it be ducked by TalkBack? I'm not sure. And there's no particularly easy way to check. It might be quite a shocking sound if it happens unexpectedly. I got one in Vancouver at 4am. That certainly surprised me because I had no idea what was going on. Uh, And my phone was uh, in Do Not Disturb as it is overnight. But nonetheless, it sounded... And and, and there's been uh, talk of this being a particular risk to people in abuse situations who may have a secret mobile phone hidden somewhere where they can contact the outside world. uh, And and obviously, if this thing goes off, chances are that uh, an abuser may find it. So while I recommend that you do absolutely keep it enabled, I am nonetheless going to show you how to turn it off. So we need to go into our settings app. Uh, which we've demonstrated uh, uh, a lot uh, recently. Uh, And 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 we've been through this setting, but I want to just show you again because of what's happening in the UK. Now, you could just type emergency alerts into the search box, if you like, or you can go down and we're looking for safety and emergency in settings. Safety and emergency. I'm going to double tap here. Safety and emergency. Back button out of list. Now... While it is called safety and emergency on most phones and handsets, what you'll see in safety and emergency does vary. So I'm just going to, you can either swipe or run your finger down the screen, and I'm going to look for emergency alerts. Safety and emergency. Open emergency information button and list. Emergency information. Emergency souls. Emergency location service on. Earthquake alerts on. Emergency alerts. This is what we want, emergency alerts. I'm going to double tap here. Emergency alerts. Navigate up button out of list. Allow alerts on, switch, and list. Now, allow alerts is on. Uh, that's the main control in here, but there are different categories of alert, uh, which I'll show you in a minute. But if I if I turn this off, you will see that all uh, of the, well, the two other categories in here become disabled by default. So I will, I'll just toggle this off for now, and I'll show you what I mean. Off. Alerts. Heading. Extreme alerts. Extreme threats to life and property. Off. Switch. Disabled. Severe alerts, severe threats to life and property, off, switch, disabled. So you'll see that those are now disabled because I turned off emergency alerts at the top. I could leave emergency alerts on and only turn one of these two off. So I could turn off severe and keep extreme, for instance. And in that way, emergency alerts would be on, but one of the categories would be off. I actually want my emergency alerts to be on, so I'm going to go and turn this back on. Extreme alerts, alerts, heading, allow alerts, off, switch, on. But that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you would go about disabling emergency alerts if you wanted to. Thank you so much, Ed, for that. And get back here next week and let's get the podcast going. This is the segment for you. You can ask us your question and we will answer it. 
Simply record your question and email it to us. That would be it, though, for this week. Austin standing by to give you information on how to get hold of us when you need to get hold of us. To contact us, you can send an email to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. You can join our mailing list by sending an email to blindandroidusers plus subscribe at groups.io. You can join our Telegram, Facebook, Discord, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. The links for everything will be at the bottom of the show notes and also in the video description of the YouTube channel. And also the links are in the websites panel of the YouTube channels. That's it for this week. And from me, it's goodbye. Goodbye. Have a great week. Later. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Blind Android Users Podcast. Until we see you next week, don't forget to leave us your comments and suggestions via our email contact or using any of our social media sites. Have a great week. Music